Good afternoon. I am Johanna Shinana, your host and English student at NAST, and I represent NAST. The result of our interview will be published on the internet. So with me, I'm with two panelists, so I would like to ask your consent. Are you able to let me publish this on the internet? It will be a pleasure to give a brief introduction. My name is Diana Shakumu. I'm actually studying biology at the University of Namibia. I'm grateful to meet you today. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Timotheus Mukumangeni. I'm working at Namibia Poultry Company as a general worker. I'm also willing to share my view with you. Thank you very much. So today we are going to look at the, uh, one of the Namibian books uh, titled The Exile Child. So I would just want you, I would just like you to, to let me know what you think about the book or what you think what was happening um, at the setting of the book. I personally didn't read the book and I'm not really interested in history, but having freedom fighter parents, they told us some roles they have done and I think it goes with the theme of the book. All right. So talking about the theme of the book, so what did they say? What appear? Um, what do the Namibians appear to say about uh, what is happening then in the setting of the book? Um, they're always telling us about how they have been in camps where almost everything was done together, like eating together, sleeping mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. schooling, and all major routines. Um, they were located with duties for everyone. Okay. And centrally organized cultures and sport activities. Mm -hmm. They work together toward creating obediency movement and um, focusing on, on the energy. Okay. Um, they always believe that they are from one mother and from one father. Okay, that, that sounds like a good piece, really. But um, it, it's more on a loving side of the story. And I understand that war also includes uh, conflict and a lot of incidents that are bad. So I would like to know something based on betrayal. Okay, yeah. When it's come to themes like betrayals, mm -hmm. I was told by one of my uncle that he was betrayed by his commanders, whereby he was being beaten and tortured and, and this has culminated into imprisonment uh -huh. in the Omalambo. The Dagons, mm -hmm. uh, that is now a hidden Dagons, or PHS in Lubango, Angola, where he was cast and left to die in, in there. But for him, he tried all what he can do best, mm -hmm. and he managed to escape. Uh, in the other scenario, it's when whereby my grandmother was going also into exile mm -hmm. with, a, with her friends. And in the middle of the forest, her friends left her there uh, because they feared for their lives. Yeah, she managed also to go into exile alone. Um, this means now that most of the people who went into exile, uh, they go there, but only few of them that completed their missions. Wow. I see betrayal there. So, as Vernal Menges, a journalist, once said, I quote, an important and compelling story, story dealing with a shameful part of the Namibian history that deserves not to be forgotten. So, I know 
So myself, I also know of a story where people were branded as spies and traitors when they went into exile. So moving on, I would like to know about motherhood since everything is happening so fast and some are pregnant, some are having babies. How was the situation, Miss Shakomo? Okay, as I said earlier that my, my parents were freedom fighters. Um, mm-hmm. My grandmother is one of the women who took party in the struggle. Um, and he, she always telling us about she, she's always telling us about the story in the struggle uh, with courage and uh, dignity. Okay. Um, she's always saying that when they were in the exile, mm-hmm. they cannot claim for free liquid milk for themselves as pregnant women. Oh. Uh, and they can also they can't also claim for family milk for their babies. Uh, they used to find fruits that have uh, like a lot of water to feed their babies. Mm. Um, pregnant women were forced to eat intolerable foods because they were afraid to affect their babies mm, if they did not eat properly. Oh, okay. So, Misha Kumu, I would also like to know, since you have mentioned about the food for the pregnant women and the food for the baby, I would also like to know how they survived the weather condition, the environmental-wise. Oh, women were very in a very, very bad areas where when it rains, the world gets wet and smell badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, some rushes from the world fall on the baby's body and to avoid all this, uh, they have to cover their babies with their own clothes. Um, I mean, women have made many sacrifices to, to save their babies. Oh, so you're talking about sacrifices. It's it's interesting. So what other sacrifices were there? Was it only them protecting their children from um, from the uh, w- things that falls from the war? Or were there other major, main, big sacrifices they've made? You know, that's that's not uh, what they have sacrificed for. Uh, there were also some women have to give up their babies to Cuba mm-hmm. uh, to be trained in varied courses of studies. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids escaped the camp to go join uh, like military trainings, not knowing if they will see their parents anymore. I understand. I understand. I know that type of uh, sacrifice because it it hurts to have to leave everything behind and go into exile to join the military wing and no not knowing if you'll be back or not. So, yeah, I also like to know if there was something faith related. Was something was there something like that will encourage them religiously or? Yeah, thank you very much. That's a good question. Uh, people in exile, they have been uh, also requesting for faith uh, from uh, various churches mm-hmm. uh, they wanted Christians to teach them about the word of God mm-hmm. and to find hope in all that God is going to do mm-hmm. among I mean all in all what God has been doing among his young disciples oh, okay. uh, there was also uh, uh, soldiers mm-hmm. who were trained mm-hmm. uh, as pastors mm-hmm. and they have been conducting uh, church services on a regular basis and encouraging others not to give up fighting and also to tell them that independence go, uh, will be achieved uh, in, a, in a short period of time. So church was also playing a role in uh, during the fights. 
I see. I clearly see and I clearly understand that we need a pillar to hold on to, especially a pillar of motivation. And I know God has to be that pillar. So um, checking on sacrifice again, I'm very much moved by this uh, theme because it, it it actually goes in with the exile child's one. So, Ms. Yakumi, can you tell me more about what the women in the world have sacrificed? Yes, then. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, parents feared that their children would be sent away and they will never see them again. As some kids went to Cuba and some have escaped, most parents lost contact with their children, which further lead to loss of communication. Uh, in relation to nowadays, our parents need to talk to us almost every day. I hope we all know that. Um, now, now, like imagining how one would feel not seeing or talking to her child year after years. I know, I know, it's very painful, and and you know when these kids go into exile, some of them forget their names, some of them go went in like at the age of eleven, and they come back when they're fifty something, so they come back with new names, so they won't be able to find their families. So, I think we've come to the conclusion. So. Mr. Timoteus, is there anything you would like to tell the listeners tonight? Okay, thank you very much. I would like also to tell the listeners that uh, the independence of our country was fought and came uh, uh, on a, not on a silver platter, but through hardship. Yes. Whereby uh, most of our people were tortured, they were traumatized, and a lot of them did not come back. They perished in 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 in, 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 in battlefields, uh, things like Kasinga massacre. Uh, you name them, where and and those that are were too um, luck to be back, they were some are, are now working on wheelchairs, yeah. some are now now uh, crippled. Yes. Uh, what we should also again take into consideration is that uh, this independence we should not take it. Uh, for granted, as uh, as as young young listeners and and, and young generations, mm-hmm. because no one else can afford to go in the, in the bush and fight. Uh, we have no main power to fight the, the 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 war, so it's it's better we 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 maintain and keep this uh, hard fought uh, independence. We should also not uh, forget. Mm-hmm. This is a precious history mm-hmm. that we need to to tell our young generations. Yes, yes, yes. A book has to be written, films has to be kept mm-hmm. uh, for everyone, our young generation, to you know um, get access to, them. Uh, to yeah to, to this kind of information. Yes. So um, I thank you. Mm. Okay, so what you have said is really true, and a political scientist, Mr. Andre Dupassani, had has also agreed with it, as he says, um, I, I quote, um, it adds significantly towards our understanding of the glory and the pain that characterized the Namibian liberation struggle. So I believe, listeners, whatever we have heard here, we are going to practice it further, teach our children and it goes on from generation to generation just like that so from us have a good day